Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're cool or hot, from flying dreams to globe trot, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. He'll crash the plane. It's my co-host, Evan. They say he shouldn't wager more than he can lose. It's my co-host, Saker. <laughs> How do you even do that? Don't you have to show your wager, like put the chips forward? No, because, I mean, you can you can wager more than you can afford to lose, right? I mean... Uh, n- yeah, more than you can afford to lose. I suppose right. that's true. But you can't wager more than you have. Um, you can take like loans. Isn't that how like every mafia thing works? Like every third episode of The Sopranos is like one of Tony's <laughs> high school friends like gets in debt to him and finds out that he's a piece of shit. That's I've never seen an episode oh, of The well, Sopranos. I I really enjoy uh that like mafioso stuff. Yeah. It's a it's a guilty it, pleasure, I would say. Real, I don't. I don't think anyone in the world has ever called Sopranos a guilty play. The 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 TV that made um, mm-hmm. primetime modern TV, prestige the golden TV. age of television. Yeah, yeah prestige TV. I, don't know, I think it's just word. it's just coming from where I came from and knowing the people I knew growing up. Growing up, like I was sure. like I was like friends with like AJ Soprano. Yeah, yeah, you're right. For people in Youngstown, The Sopranos is an entirely different show because, brother, we lived it. Am I right? <laughs> My neighborhood was a mafia neighborhood. <laughs> was it really? Mm-hmm. You lived in a nice neighborhood. Yeah, that's why it was a mafia neighborhood. That's, that's why, why it was mafia. nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a out. it was a niceish neighborhood surrounded by shittier neighborhoods because all the mob mob guys lived in my neighborhood and they made sure oh, n- really? nothing happened. <laughs> See, my grandfather was uh, heavily into the mafioso scene. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was a he was a mafia man himself. Um, and uh, that's here's recollections from my childhood. My mom and dad fought a lot until my grandpa died, and they inherited a lot of money from the mob. <laughs> from him and then they never fought anymore <laughs> money solves all your problems is what i learned as a child yeah i don't want to like uh um like dig into something you don't want to like share but like you've got like first secondhand mob stories right i've only got like the stuff that like my shitty friends told me over like lunch i mean yeah i this is getting into some weird territory already but yeah i i, I had two uncles it, when i was little that i don't remember at all that died in mafia related shit uh yeah so that's the uh that's the 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 youngstown way mm-hmm. i guess <laughs> I, no, I remember know. i remember in the it was like the early mid 90s um they cracked down on the mob in youngstown and and mm-hmm. everyone in my neighborhood like went to jail <laughs> really not everyone Holy but like shit. you know like like there were like probably three or four people who went to jail and the neighborhood went pretty far downhill after that it went downhill, meaning less scrupulous people moved in. People Evan didn't approve of. After yes, these yes. Mafia all, people. The, uh, <laughs> all the uh, Byzantines moved in. <laughs> sure, sure, absolutely. You know how I feel uh, about fuck. those uh, people who live in... Not, well, I don't care. I mean, they're, they're fine in Constantinople, but I do... Or Istanbul. I do not like people from Constantinople, <laughs> though. <laughs> I hate to break this to you, but Istanbul is Constantinople. No, no. The, I think the Ottomans really classed it up a lot. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. a it's a totally different city now than it was before. You know, fourteen whenever fourteen eighty two or something whenever uh, whatever his name is. I hate Salt to Mehmet. ask you this huh? because I feel like you're going to give me a history lesson. But why did Constantinople get the works? <laughs> well, that's nobody's business. Oh, thank God. Okay, but the Turks. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fair. That's totally okay. Um, Ebo, it is officially December first today the first of december Wait, we're what? into remember remember the first of december gunpowder something and plot <laughs> the the gunpowder snow and uh fat yeah. 
what's are, are you excited for Fat Man? We were talking a little bit about Fat Man yesterday. <laughs> I am. I am. I think I, I love a good I love a good off brand like a Christmas movie that isn't about Christmas. Sure. Yeah. Like I like a, I like a Die Hard. I like a Rare Exports. I like a um, Krampus. You know, like I all need these. To see a Rare Exports. Yeah. Oh, Rare Exports is great. Um, yeah. 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 You know, I uh, like cause... I like movies that are set during Christmas, but like you know, don't aren't Santa. You know, aren't Christmas movies. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say all of those movies that you named are Santa movies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so um, is it okay? Is it time for Mel Gibson to, to come back? The answer is no, never. But yeah, 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 I think that I don't know. I um, again, I I have a lot of nostalgia for Mel Gibson because I was like the perfect age for Braveheart. Sure, and it's, that's one of those movies that I'm like I'm never gonna watch again because I'm sure it doesn't hold up and it's really schlocky and whatnot. But like Braveheart and like Apocalypto, like the man knew how to direct. Oh sure, yeah. I mean, the Lethal Weapon series is is part of my youth for yeah. certain. Those were so, always always fun. So it's one of those art from artists things. Like you know, I'm. I, I can disapprove of him as a person, but still enjoy things that, like the art associated with him. That doesn't make me a bad person. Milkshake sure. Duck. Is... <laughs> sure. He milkshake ducked pretty hard, but I see he what did. you're saying. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I, I used to think art from artists and I, I don't know. I still listen to Michael Jackson songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't know. It, that's hard. It's hard. It's a hard line to cross. Um, I mean, but yeah, I mean, you don't want to support, people like that and give them a bigger platform like a jk rowling thing like i'm never gonna buy a harry potter book again but i already own all the harry potter books so i don't really need to support is the biggest thing i will probably pirate fat man i want to see it and i don't want to support yeah that's my that that comes against two of my things because i don't want to support it but also i will pay for it if i watch it (laughs) so i think i might just not watch it which is kind of bummer why don't you just what i'll probably what I'll probably do is buy it and then donate an equal amount of money or maybe double the amount of money to, to some incredibly liberal charity, which is what I do when I go to like Jimmy John's or something. Oh, oh yeah. Shit, I forgot Jimmy John is a big game hunter, isn't he? He's a he? piece of shit, a real piece of shit. But I, I go and I buy the day-old bread, so it's like uh-huh. 50 cents for a loaf. So I'll buy two loaves and just make the sandwich at home because <laughs> sure, it's really okay. the bread you're buying, right? Right. Jimmy, Jimmy John's. John's. I'm not a Jimmy John's fan. You're uh, a Jimmy John's boy. I love it. My uh, my two roommates, call it not call it roommates, but grad school roommates worked at Jimmy John's to make ends meet, and they used to just steal liberally from it because they hated <laughs> their great. boss, and their boss was a really big piece of shit. So they right. just bring home like a bag of bread and like ten pounds of roast beef, and so I really <laughs> got. I just would eat it for days. God, that sounds. Once my partner and I were at an Italian restaurant uh, when we lived in Canton, Ohio. And uh, it was like, re- it was pretty late. It was like 8.30 when we, uh, when we finally got our food. And then about 9 o'clock, we were finishing up. The owner comes over to us with this garbage bag, literal clear garbage bag full of pepperoni rolls. And he's like, oh, we're going to throw all these out. Do you want <laughs> these pepperoni rolls? And we took home a garbage bag of pepperoni rolls and froze them and ate them for a year, probably. It was glorious. Wow. Um, you got you to know when to hit up restaurants to get that free food. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Sbarro, Southern Park Mall, go at 8.58. They will give you free pizzas. It's a good time. That's a, uh, Our mutual friend, Dylan Twelch, uh, taught me about negotiating for food. <laughs> Really? How to get free food? Is oh, okay. Free food and like cheap food. Like we were okay. coming home drunk, I think, from a gaming convention down the street, and he's like, "We passed like a Domino's, and it was late at night." He's like, "I'm gonna go get us like a three dollar pizza." And so he walks, and he's like, "All right, do you have any pizzas for me?" And they're like, "What?" He's <laughs> <laughs> like, because he was, you know, he's like, right, "Do you have any pizzas sure. for me?" Um, 
yeah, do you have any pizzas that like some that you just didn't deliver or whatnot? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I guess we got a couple. He's like, I'll give you five bucks for them. <laughs> and they and they did. Sure, I mean, and they're that just money, like throwing them out. Yeah, I think they just that goes pocket right it. In the workers' pockets. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And that's that's what you want, right? Fuck, that's a genius plan. Oh boy, oh boy. And Dylan also he brings a couple shards of glass with him whenever mm-hmm. he goes to a restaurant, and then just sneaks him into his food and bites down on him. Well, he, no, he keeps him in meal. his mouth actually, because oh, sure. that way you okay. can see his hands the whole time he's eating, which is yeah, why exactly, which is why I mean he keeps his, he keeps his hands in full view, fingers spread, and then's like, oh my god, <laughs> he makes you. The thing about it though is he makes you feed him, which is kind of sure. gross, but <laughs> sure. But hey, free An- meal, free meal, uh, free meal. Can't argue with free meal. Another friend of ours, uh, not friend of the pod, doesn't listen, never been on. Uh, uh, but he did design our logo, so I guess he is a friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to an Indian buffet once together, and we were eating. And halfway through the meal, he like is like has this face, and so he reaches in his mouth and he pulls out a screw, and <laughs> he's like, "We're we're both like, what the fuck?" And we go, the waitress comes by, and we're like, "We found this screw in the meal," and she was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry, so sorry. I'll go talk to the chef. We'll figure this out." It's a buffet, Indian buffet. Mm-hmm. So we're like, "Well, geez, okay." So we go up for another plate of food. And then uh, we come back, and the end of the meal, the check comes by. It's the full check, and we go, uh, "Yeah, but the screw thing." And she was like, "Well, we didn't, we couldn't find any screws from the buffet that were like loose or missing or anything, and you guys kept eating, so, so she thought we were just fucking faking it because we kept oh, eating wow. food afterwards." So I don't know. Maybe our our mutual friend also uh, keeps that screw in his mouth for mm-hmm. emergency situations, but. Ebbo, speaking of emergencies, we have an emergency bare naked lady situation this that's week. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Octo alert. Octo alert. Let's go. <laughs> You've been watching too much children's TV. Uh, Always. Uh, this emergency is called The Love We're In. That's right, listeners. The song this week is The Love We're In. And if you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample. Why are we making the love we're in? It could be the last time. Never wanna throw that away. Why aren't we making the love we're in? Evan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Evan P. Dickon. What's your middle name, Ev? Patrick. Is it really? Penelope. No. <laughs> God damn it. Thought I might have nailed it for a sec. Um here's a pretty good lady song. <laughs> <laughs> that's a charitable way to describe it. <laughs> the most charitable way I could describe this song. Um, this is it, bud. I, I this is where this find, is where it ends. This is where it call ends. the police and call my friends. <laughs> I wish I could call the police on this song. I wish that they would shoot. I wish this song would do death by cop somehow. <laughs> Just steal something and then run into the cops. So okay. So after listening to this maybe ten times, I tried to uh-huh. like take a breath walk away and like come back with like a fresh mind and i'm like i'm gonna like this song now i'm no matter what happens <laughs> so okay it's a it's like a slow dance song at a high school dance i wrote prom song right in my notes yeah, yep like that's i just imagined like teenagers and not even prom like like maybe middle school dance i just imagined like teenager <laughs> teens and tweens like hands on shoulders awkwardly like swaying back and forth not knowing what to do and this sure. song playing in the background sure yeah that's that's about the long and short of it but here's, um, here's how i convinced myself to like this song i just imagined instead of ed singing it it was like steve perry from journey because i feel like he could put some real <laughs> stank on this 
Sure. And like okay. Ed's voice is good. Ed's a great singer, but he's no like Steve Perry or like Ronnie James Dio or like Steve Tyler or like Freddie oh, Mercury st- or you yeah. know Stevie Nicks or something like Joan Jett. Like all of those. Like if this song had a fucking somebody belting, like full on belting, and somebody could hit high octaves and go all over the place. Like I feel like this could be. It would. I mean, it would kick it up a notch. Obviously. I mean. Yeah. Ed's a great I singer, but yeah. You know, because I'm trying to think of there's there's some Queen B sides that you're right I think are are incredibly boring aside from Freddie Mercury, um, so you're right I think other si- you put any of those people on any song and you've plussed it up immediately I mean there, I there's, like there's this no question. song would specifically play to some you know expert vocalist I guess there was nothing tricky about it it didn't do anything weird or like right difficult. but they but they'll be like. They'll be doing, they'll be adding little twicks and twangs with their voice and like going up an octave and. Sure, sure. Yeah, I could hear, I could hear that, especially on the ending when we're just sort of repeating it over and over again. Somebody could go crazy and do a little vocal solo over Mm -hmm. those. That would be good. You're right. You're right. Yeah, why don't we just make the love we're in? Yeah, I really, I, I had absolutely, I wrote, this song is boring, Ed is boring. So I think you're right. Ed doesn't do anything. He doesn't sound like he's interested in this song. He doesn't like, there's nothing that's going on in this song that is at all doing anything for me. This song um, reminded me of the, like the slow jam part of Eraser from uh, Snack Time. Yeah. But for an entire song. Yeah. <laughs> and listeners, little... we're going to drop a little bit. Of, we're going to drop that slow jam portion of Eraser in right here. If I wrote you a letter, but I... And if you're curious to hear our entire Eraser episode, go check out the Orange Robes Patreon. There you go. Let's give, let's give them a little <laughs> taste. What do we talk about on Eraser? Um... <laughs> do you remember? No. There's... Hold on, eraser. I can search for it. Uh, coming off serendipity, this is the kind of energy I need. There's hand claps in that song. Oh, that's okay. all something. I wrote it's the children's Bohemian Rhapsody. Hey, 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 hey! Don't give okay, them too enough. much. Don't that's give them too enough. much. <laughs> okay. You gotta um, pay that. You gotta pay that dollar. To, you gotta pay a dollar to play. <laughs> I not, think it's two dollars. Yeah. yeah. And we don't even two get the money anyway, so it's not that yeah. big of a deal. <laughs> it's true. Oh, we're doing this for no money and nobody. Um, so here's the deal. This is a waltz song that I feel like would mm-hmm. fit in perfectly at a high school or middle school dance. I wrote that this could, this sounds like a song that wedding couples would mistake for a love song and dance to their, for their first <laughs> dance. Like, oh, this song is so beautiful, but it does have a couple weird moments at the end of the verse lines where it changes to five, four time instead of three, four time. Wow. Where, yeah, they have like, they'll throw in just an extra two beats and then switch back to a three, four. More brain to brain If you're feeling tender I'm Novocaine We're like, you're gonna fuck up what like it pisses it pissed me off more every time I heard it because like you're already making a bad song. Do you want people to slow dance to this or not? Because if you don't, fucking make up your mind. What the fuck are you doing? Because they're not going to dance to a 5-4 song. It's going to throw their feet off. Do you think... I that, don't know. I'm, I'm imagining now that you said that. Like, I'm thinking, like, they're, they're, in, they're in the writer's room. They're, like, spinning ideas. Like, Kevin <laughs> The whiteboard and, is full. Ke- yeah, Kevin, uh, <laughs> Kevin and Ed are, like, ramping off each other. Ties in the back, you know, just chowing down on a big plate of spaghetti. <laughs> and, like, Ed's a like, you know what this hoagie. album needs? 
fucking bad song. <laughs> you know? They're on the they erase a bunch of the whiteboard and they just write in big letters bad, bad. song. <laughs> Circle it three times. And and they're like, okay, okay, no no wrong ideas here. And Jim's like, okay, <laughs> what if we switch the time signature so that people can't dance to it? <laughs> hey, Ed, what if you sounded really uninterested, man? That's my Thai impression. I don't know if it's any good. <laughs> uh, He's dabbing at his face with a with a linen handkerchief. You know, sure. he just tucked oh. into a big meatball, and he's like, "Oh, guys, guys, just give me a second to chew." Um, He's dabbing at his face with a, a fruit roll up. He unrolls it. And just that's his napkin. You know, we kind of we kind of like make fun of Ty, but I think if if I could be any BNL boy, it would be Ty. One hundred percent. He lives the simple, uncomplicated life. Yeah, He's the I mean, Lenny of this I would band. Be, I would be our version of Ty. Like, <laughs> sure. a party boy, but also very like loyal and friendly to like good a good friend. Yes. Uh, a den mother, you know, and also eats as much food as he wants and doesn't oh, seem to care. Like constantly he is eating like, junk yeah, food. Yeah, he is my patron. To <laughs> it's true god i think we were asked that previously what better good lady would we be and if we didn't both say ty then we are we are fools but that may have also been four albums ago when we didn't mm-hmm. have his character fully fleshed out i was thinking we should have started when we started this podcast we should have done the albums in reverse that way we could be really excited when steve <laughs> oh joins the band god. that would have been incredible oh man of course would it have lasted had no. we started with fake news i don't okay. think i don't think we would have got any listener base yeah, also that. That's true. Not that we um, have one, but, you know, whatever. Well, we got some loyalists. We don't I'm do a... this for you. That's true. This is for us. Actually, it's not even for us. us. Who is it for? It's for the promise. It's for yep. the vow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are the sex cult, uh, Nixivim, or whatever it's called. The vow. Uh, <laughs> there's a show called The Vow. It's about a sex cult. Uh, it's a real life documentary. I thought you were talking about, like, Pythagoras. No, it's that sex cult that Supergirl joined. Here's my like halfway understood understanding of uh, <laughs> NXIVM. It's that uh, that that multi-level marketing company that eventually turned into a sex cult. Are you? Do you have any understanding of what I'm talking about? I feel like every like the end goal of everything is to turn into a sex cult, right? Sure. Okay. Every organization. The only reason humans organize is you know you're on some level. It's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and the top of that pyramid is sex cult. Do you th- like even like Mensa and Oh hell yeah. Are- <laughs> oh my god, Mensa more than anything else, do you think? Nerds want to get I- laid, right? Sure, sure. They I wanna, was in a- They want to get laid and they want to feel better than everyone else. <laughs> sure. Re- my reading discussion enrichment club in high school, that was just hell a get laid yeah. club I mean, organized by the teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, hey, speaking of Ty, I think he might be the only good part of this song for me. Like, he's doing some cool drum splashes. He is overworking that hi-hat, but I think that's kind of predictable for a mm-hmm. prom song. But, like, I don't know. Like, he's he's solid. He's just really solid on this song. And this song, I mean, it, it actually might have turned me against my baby boy, Kev. Because, like, I feel like his harmonies were so simple. Like, it just made me yearn for Steve. Like, Kev's not doing anything. He does these weird, like church organ keys at the end that are such an overreach of of this song i think that yeah i think that kev's kev can do harmonies as part of the group but i think it's when when kev's voice or when ed's voice is backed against kev's they're so different that I feel like the the it's the juxtaposition is jarring to me. Yes, yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't know why Ed and Steve's voices just seem to work together so well, but they they did. Because they spent so much time kissing. 
Might be when you kiss someone, you give a little of your essence to them, and they your give voice, a little yeah, of your voice you. gets a little bit. That's why married couples, or you know, any couple, starts to sound the same. Sure, people who've been together for eighty years are both. They just speak like this together the entire time, whole sentences. Um, yeah. So, but but yeah, Kev just hasn't hit that stride yet with Ed, and maybe he will. Again, I think we're just. What are we like? Two years after um, Bare Naked Ladies are Men, mm-hmm. so we're still feeling it out. We're getting there. Um, by the time fake nudes rolls around, I don't have any doubt that these kids will be 100 percent in their in their in their cut in their groove. Um, but right now, they are certainly not. Uh, this is three years after Bare Naked Ladies are Men, and two years after Snack Time. Um, and we don't have an album for another three years after this. That's oh a long... Boy, Grinning Streak better kick ass, because three years is a long time to take off. So, we have some uh, other weird stuff in this yeah, song. Is there a fucking flute? I don't know. I didn't hear that. Where was the flute? Do you was, know? I don't. It was just really low in the mix. It was like, I didn't know if it was Kev playing like his little synthy thing, or like I could, I could swear there was a flute, and I, it was like a, like a will-o'-wisp, like... The more, you know, like where you follow them into the woods and you drown yeah. in a bog or something. But like, I wanted to follow it deeper, but I'm like, nope, nope, no, 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 <laughs> no, boy. You say, you just say, oh, that was a pretty light in the forest. I don't really care much about that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. I, I didn't hear that at all. Now I, uh, Ev, by telling me about the Will-O-Wisp, you're going to send me into that forest, my friend. <laughs> well, you're a fucking uh, bluebearder. You're, you would, uh, you would, uh, if your partner had, was like, okay, I'll be the perfect partner to you. We'll, we'll have plenty of money, you know. We'll have our lovely son together, but just never look in the laundry room. You'd be the <laughs> yes. guy. You'd be the guy who opened the goddamn door and ruined everything, right? Almost one hundred percent. Yeah, I can't. I can't deny my my lizard brain. Yeah. Whereas I would probably never do that. Really? Would you board it up? Do you think there's, or would you no, just? I mean, leave I wouldn't it? board it up, but like, my if my partner says something like, "Oh, I, I want to keep this a secret," or "I can't tell you," I'll be like, "Okay." I. Yeah, you're right. I almost always have to force it out of somebody who's like, uh, no, nah, don't worry about it. I'm like, well, no, what? What are we, do? What are we talking about? <laughs> is this something big? Is it something I did? Mostly because I feel like it's something I did. Mm-hmm. I'm a fixer with anxiety. Yeah. Well, I think that the only thing that would make me look in there is if I was convinced, like, like heard him like murder someone down there. Like, I don't sure. know. Like, if it's, just a, if it's just a locked room that they go into sometimes and I never hear anything disturbing coming from there. Like I don't, I wouldn't abet murder, but right. I would like, I would give them their privacy. You know, it's sure. this gets back to the pooping issue, buddy. Wait, hold on. If you're, if you think your partner murdered somebody, you would live and let live. I mean, would no, you, I would, would look. You? I would. I don't. It depends on who they murdered, right? Sure. It's all context. I guess. I mean, would you turn your partner in, or are you ride or die? Again, context. Okay, so they killed your neighbor. Uh probably turn them in wow i mean that's that's my neighbors aren't bad i don't you know i'm neutral towards my neighbor but if they killed like i don't know a republican congressman from ohio okay i'd be like (laughs) okay sure you you signed an abortion bill you signed like an abortion ban bill and let people carry uh machine guns into bars you deserve to die yeah yeah okay um interesting but what if okay what if they killed your neighbor but then he gives you this like spiel about how like you're not sure if you believe the story. Oh, he was uh you know, he said something to me that was just like I can't believe he would say that and then he followed me, Ev boy. I assume your partner calls you Ev boy. He followed mm-hmm. me into the house and I had to do something. I had oh, to. Oh yeah, if it's like self-defense. But you so you believe him just straight off. I well, of course I believe him. 
But okay, like, okay. of course I believe him. But I mean, I'd still be like, well, we need to call the cops then if it was self-defense. All right, one right? more, one more clue. Okay. Well, yeah, never call the cops. Uh, <laughs> you just kill them and then let it, let it. Yeah, I around. mean, I feel like I feel like that's a situation where you kind of need to get like your <laughs> yeah, story out there. That, that's like, fair. Again, what, like I understand not calling the cops on people, but one more clue or one one more question. So he gave you the story. But then you find one little thing that kind of like runs contrary. One little slip. One little slip. <laughs> what a good song. Man, I wish we were doing B-sides. Uh, so what do you do then? Do you investigate? Um, God. I don't I feel like I trust my partner enough that they okay. would have a, I think they would have a good reason to kill someone even if they're not telling it to me. Mm-hmm. So I think, God, no, I think I would, I would give them the benefit of the doubt up until the point where I was implicated. Okay. <laughs> right? Where I'm like aiding and abetting. Right? Sure. When it I becomes mean, your problem. Well, I mean, I, I, if it were just me and them, I think I would ride or die to a, to, to the most most of the way. But since like somebody needs to take care of our kid, like I right. can't have both of us in jail. Yeah. Okay. That checks That's out. the same reason why we won't go to protests at the same time. Right? One of us has to be out. That's fair. That makes sense. Okay. Interesting. I've learned a lot about you today, Of. Um, and that's the love you're in. How about you? Would you turn your partner in? Uh, yeah, I think I would. <laughs> Immediately. I think I would. <laughs> Under any circumstances. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's fucked. Uh, I'd, re- she, I'd, I'd work, I'd work to frame her. I'd make it frame to her, yes. I've been waiting for her to slip up so that I could just pin something on her. Um, this, uh, there, there are some weird psycho stabs during the bridge where <laughs> I, th- I think it's just the strings or, or, or Kev on the keyboard where it's just like, dur, 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 dur. Make mine a double, just hold the like they're in the background and, and clearly they, they work in the song, but isolated, they are murderous. Um, and, you know, this, this also, following last week, had a real echoey guitar in it. Mm-hmm. We're really abusing that echo pedal now, which is fine. I kind of like that. I think um, they just discovered it. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think they bought a new pedal? They had no... This has just been Ed with just a plain guitar for years and years and years. And then he went and saw The Who. He's like, oh, shit, what are they doing? You can do what with your feet? It's like when uh, um, I used to work with ESL kids, like, mm-hmm. um, and you could always tell when they came out of class having learned a new, like, word that they liked because they would use it in every, like, third sentence. Yes. Like, I had uh, one, I had one uh, woman, a Japanese woman, who just kept saying aforementioned. <laughs> in totally wrong context? No, no, no. She used it correctly. Oh, okay. But, like, oh, okay. it's not a word that comes up often in conversation. Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, we had a, I feel like people do that a lot. Uh, we have a friend that I think just must have just learned the term modus operandi not too long ago and was using it perhaps seven times in the first hour I was hanging out with him. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So you like to, you like to try out a new word. It's no big deal. Sure. Sure. Um, Ev, I think overall this song rounds out my bottom three. Bare Naked Ladies songs. All Bare Naked Ladies songs? I think it's this. How long and beautiful hmm. are See, my... you've got you've got this like mental list. I got nothing, man. Okay. Okay. Like I'd say this is definitely in like the bottom twenty percent of BNL songs for me, but I wasn't like offended by this song. Really? It, was, uh, it wasn't great, but I, I, I wasn't like it didn't it didn't make me mad. I'm categorically keeping a list. I this this edged out aluminum. Aluminum is now out of the bottom three things. Oh wow. Uh yeah, so this but this hits a lot of the same uh notes that beautiful did for me. 
in that I feel like it's a, a really shitty person who's the narrator. Uh, just being shitty and being reductive of a relationship and uh, it's a slow, easy listening like jam. It's I think it sucks on all the same levels as beautiful. So you don't did. think this is a song about fucking? Yeah, I do. But I, I think well, so let's talk about the lyrics a little if bit. If it is, it's real gross. <laughs> I think this is a horny dude who's trying so hard to convince his partner that they should fuck right now. Like, baby baby, we could die tomorrow. We gotta we're in love right now. Let's capture this feeling, baby. But like, so so I don't understand. so like I get, I get you, and I think I'm on the same page. But like, what do you, what do, you, how do you reconcile less heart to heart, more brain to brain? If you're feeling tender, I'm Novocaine. What does that mean, buddy? I wrote verses are meaningless, and every third line is more meaningless. Let's go through them. <laughs> okay. Less heart to heart and more brain to brain. Let's not feel tonight. Let's just think tonight. Like I don't know what that fucking, I don't know. Less heart to heart and more brain to brain. Um, if you're feeling tender, I'm Novocaine. That makes sense. I'll make you feel better. It's, but I thought that was more weird begging. Like, baby, mm-hmm. you had a hard day. Oh, what? What if I, we just fucked? Like, that might make you feel better. If you're feeling tender, I'm Novocaine. And then the third line in that verse: Let's crash the party. I'll crash the plane. The plane being my dick. Yeah, like, is it, oh no, oh, we're out of control. Whoop, like, do you think it's like feeding a baby a spoonful of oatmeal? Like, that's just like he has a, sex. I imagine uh, his partner on like a, a you know, a, a fake tiger skin rug in front of a roaring fire and Ed is just naked, like running in circles around with his arms outstretched going with a full, full erection. Full erection. <laughs> Coming in for a landing. Oh my God. Let's crash the party. I'll crash the plane. Hey man, if that's your thing, you know, go for it. Like as far as like kinks as far as kinks go, that is about as harmless as they come as long as everyone's on board. Sure, absolutely. I I be an airplane and uh (laughs) you're my runway. Uh, If your partner isn't exalted by that and is like willing to do it, you know, great. Yeah, baby, some men like like a landing strip. I really like a landing strip. So I don't know if you could facilitate that for me. Um, next verse. Even a beggar must have to choose. Even a beggar must have to choose. Direct reference to him begging for sex. I feel like he's just, he wants it. They say you shouldn't wager more than you can lose. I thought here he was like pushing his luck with the relationship by begging so much. Mm -hmm. They say you shouldn't wager more than you can lose. Make mine a double, just hold the booze. What? Make mine a double, just hold the booze. Why? Let's fuck twice. I don't know. I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about there. Do you? Could did you have any read for that? Make mine a double. Just hold the booze. Maybe he wants to have sex twice in a row. Okay, that's what I. That's what I thought. But I mean, what a weird way to put it. I guess I don't know. Also, is his refractory period that short? That's pretty impressive. I gotta I mean, say. Yeah. I, maybe he's still young. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Sure. 
Um, yeah, or any of it. They say you shouldn't wager more than you could lose. Did you ever read for any of the verse lines that I thought were just absolutely wild? I think you, I think you can't. I, I, I don't. I don't know if this this is this song is meant to be just about boning, but like uh-huh. it certainly comes off. Especially, oh, but if it is, it's fucking gross. It's like very the, uh, gross. Anyone can make it, but we're in. We're in. We're in. We're in. Like, <laughs> oh, I did not think about that. <laughs> ugh, ugh. It's like in the car level of gross. If that's oh. if that's like about like penetration. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, we spoke of penetration. Uh, I didn't even think about we're in in in. Why aren't we making? God damn it, that's disgusting. When I read the lyrics um, before I even listened to the song, I kept thinking of, like, maybe not. Why aren't we making all the love we're in? <laughs> sure. I don't know why, but it just I read them to that verse. I don't know. I felt like this, this song also had a weird false equivalency between love and sex. Mm-hmm. Like, we are in love, therefore, we must have sex. Like this is the the anti ace anthem, I think. Like I don't know, this this sucks. This song. Maybe sucks. he's a. Maybe this is like a relationship that's like on the rocks, and they've stopped, you know, having sex. And he's like, it's not necessarily him appealing to his partner, but it's him appealing to himself. Like why aren't why aren't we making all the love we're in? Maybe maybe it's him like examining his relationship through the lens of, hey, our relationship is far less physical. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, you know, relationships change. But, like, I mean, I feel that there's something missing. And it's clear you do, too. Okay. I could see that. Um, And I think I can buy it, too. But I think the first verse is so much of him, like, saying, you know, talking about his partner, right? If you're feeling tender, I'm Novocaine. Let's crash the party. I'll crash the plane. Like, I feel like it's a very convincing song. Or maybe he's trying to convince himself. If I'm feeling tender... You know, if you're feeling tender, I'm Novocaine. I'm being the feeling of having sex. I don't know. Or no, like he's he's examining his relationship. So he's like, there. This the fact that we're not having sex is just it, it is sort of the uh, I don't want to say straw that broke the camel's back, but like the crack that leads to a much larger thing. So mm. he's like, why aren't we making all the love we're in? Like every time you're feeling tender, I have to like ruin the moment. You know. You know, every okay. time we crash a party and like we're feeling kind of frisky, I just fucking torpedo it, right? Okay, sure. Yeah. So, you know, I yeah, I guess that's again. I think also a very generous take of this song. Um, but yeah, I don't. It's I, beauty I can of see art, it. man. It's beauty of art. It's the beauty of art. Um, I did this. The only other note I had was that this sounds like a credit song for like a dumb romantic comedy that like they commissioned and then dropped. It's, it reminded me of one of the cheesy sex songs that Tommy Wiseau commissioned for the room. Like this could <laughs> this could be laid over Johnny. You and Lisa. are my rose. You are my <laughs> rose. rose. You are my rose. I I requested that that play at uh, our first dance for our wedding, and my partner turned me down. <laughs> I really wanted the Man, rose to play. Your partner's just fucking classy. I, she's way too classy for me. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I want cheesy bullshit and funny haha goof em ups, and she wants art on the walls. But you know, I, I think you work better when you're uh when you when you're reined in. I think you and I have a lot in common, and that we're best in small doses. Yeah, that's certainly true. Yeah, uh, like, a, you... like, a, like say like an hour to an hour and a half a week. Like that's <laughs> that's where our personalities really pop. Like if this if this. Uh... Listeners, if you're romanticizing this parasocial relationship you have with us, stop. You would hate us in longer quantities than this podcast gives you. Mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, Ev, any other notes uh, in this song? I feel like this song would have benefited from being on the Persuasions album that they did, but also I wouldn't want to see it on the Persuasions album. Sure. Wow. I hadn't considered that, but you're right. With a big, huge, lush harmony section. Yeah, I mean, because and... it's like, it, 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 like it's got a doo-wop, doo-wop vibe to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is a very kind of 50s sort of song in a lot of ways. I could hear that. Fuck, that would be really good. Um, you're right. I would have turned it over, seen it on the track list, and cursed Ed's name for his fucking vanity shit that he does. Um, but yeah, I think it would have been hey, good in the end. Being proud of your work is not vanity. No, but not understanding when your work is bad, certainly. He worked very hard on this song. <laughs> no, I think we've already decided the canon is they wrote bad song on the Right, board. but they worked very hard <laughs> to make it bad. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it's one of those... I, I, man, I wish Bare Naked Ladies had any sense of irony. I think they used to, but nowadays, writing songs like Every Subway Car and this song, their sense of irony has fucking evaporated. Well, I, feel like gonna, I feel like they're gonna go all the way back. Like, they're gonna come back around. Like, I feel I like this is just them. So. This is their, like, mid, mid-band crisis, like, where they're, you know, they're, they're trying to reinvent themselves. They're like, you know, something, something isn't working. Let's just let's just throw a lot of shit at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. And some of the songs on this album are genuinely good. I love Summertime. I love Jerome. Summertime, like, I think, might be one of my favorite Bare Naked Lady songs of all time. It's climbing that list. It's so I, I consider some. I sing Summertime in my brain a lot. I don't know why, <laughs> but like, I didn't like it. I mean, I thought it was a good song at first. Yeah. But I sing it so much, I'm like, well. I guess it's a great song because I sing it so much and I still don't think it's a good song, but I guess it's a great song just because, you know, it's in my brain now forever. Anything with four syllables. I now (laughs) say, yeah, touching a can, (laughs) making my band. (laughs) Like I automatically slot into that first, uh, first part of summertime. But truly, I think I'm looking at the track list right now. And the only time they were playful on this album is four seconds. That's the only playful song on the whole album. I don't recall that song. I, I'm fully aware that you don't, but like they, it used to be that playfulness was their joie de vivre, but now it's gone. Like it is just, they're they're what, 45 years old at this point. And you can't be playful at 40 years old. I I don't expect I will be. (laughs) Okay. That's next year for you, bud. I know. Oh shit. You're going to fall apart. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just don't. I don't get it. I, w- I wish that they were back. The, I, I want them to be fun again. And I think they have a good chance of doing that by Silverball. Because Silverball, I think, just kind of speaks to joyfulness in that it's only predicated on, here's the thing I really love. So I'm, I'm cool with that. Aren't all the songs about pinball? Like, is that... I know. Is it like- I'm pretty sure just Silverball is about pinball. But it could be that more of them are about pinball. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't know anything. I've never listened to that album. I have downloaded it when it came out. I listened to it maybe once in 2015 or whatever the fuck it came out. So, um, okay. Ebo, hmm? can you tell me what science fiction movie this song is like? Yeah, I could. Okay. Will you? Hmm. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is 1998's Michael Bay directed armageddon (laughs) okay sure starring of course the inestimable brupe willis um oh jesus i write these names down just nonsense (laughs) (laughs) so you billy bob thornton owen wilson Liv tyler (laughs) michael clark duncan steve buscemi 
And then somebody called Bemaflack. Oh, Ben Affleck. <laughs> oh, okay, got it. <laughs> Why do you do this to yourself? Because I'm usually jotting these notes down, like half paying attention. <laughs> sure. Like furiously. Yeah. I don't furiously half paying attention. Yeah. Well, I'm furiously okay. jotting the notes down. <laughs> oh, I understand. Kind of half paying attention. I thought this is one of those colorless green so, dreams. If you're not familiar with the movie Armageddon, plot's pretty simple. Meteor, he coming for Earth. What we gonna do? <laughs> well, apparently, what we're gonna do is contact non-astronaut Harry Stamper, played by Bruce Willis. <laughs> he is an underwater drillsman. And so they contact him and his... his <laughs> he, he, with we just their, needed their, to give our listeners a second for that to sink in. <laughs> their plan is to blow up the meteor by drilling sure. down into it and detonating a nuclear bombble. Okay. And he's like, I'll do it on one condition. Gotta have my boys. <laughs> Let's play a game. Okay. Who do you think I'm gonna I'm gonna lift off some names and you tell me whether they're on his team. Okay. Chicken Man. Chicken Man? Mm-hmm. No, not on yes. his team. Chicken, Chicken Man. Man, known as Chick. His full name is Chicken Man. <laughs> well that's what his full name I is. See, I see. <laughs> the sure. Chick. Okay. Uh the Bear. Almost certainly, I guess. Yep. Okay, yeah, <laughs> Chicken Man is on there. <laughs> okay. Uh Iceman. No, Top Gun. Correct. Nailed it. Rockhound. Oh, that's a tough one. Rockhound sounds Elvisy. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say yes. You would have made up a weirder name. You are correct. Got it. Okay, three for four. Gruber. <laughs> no, no yep, way. He's on the team. <laughs> McGruber's on the team. <laughs> Gruber. <laughs> okay. Fire. Yes. Nope. Oh, that's so simple. All right, you Frost. You got me fucked up. Yes. Frost is on the team. <laughs> oh, okay, good, good, good. Noonan. Noonan. Noonan's definitely there. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. It's very Doyle. No. Correct. Okay. There's and no of course, Doyle. Oscar and Max, who have normal names. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, McDoyle's pretty weird, or pretty normal. I mean, yeah. All but right, like, but I feel you. He's like, I gotta have my boy. Uh-huh. Chicken Man, Rockham, <laughs> Max, Oscar, Gruber, the Bear, Noonan, the Gooch, AJ Frost. You know my crew. Sure. And uh, so, but guess what? AJ Frost, played by Blum Aflap, is engaged to Bruce Willis's daughter, Liv Tyler. Uh oh. They gotta fly up to that asteroid. They get twelve days of astronaut training, then they fly up into the sky to blow okay. up the meteor and you know it's fucking apollo 13 shit you know oh no the air is gone uh-huh. <laughs> we're floating around we gotta blow up so um gotta blow up i have there's uh, a the one ben affleck quote i remember from this movie is um quote i asked michael bay why it was easier to train oil drillers to be astronauts than astronauts to be oil drillers and he told me to shut the fuck up <laughs> That's fucking great. Okay, I love that. Yeah. So, um, did Michael Bay write the script? I don't know. Okay, I'll look at it. J.J. Abrams wrote the script. Oh yeah, Holy that makes sense. Shit. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So at the end of the movie, uh, Bruce Willis sacrifices himself, blows up the bomb, and A.J. flies back to get married to Liv Tyler. Okay. Oh, that's beautiful. But the song is specifically about the uh, infamous animal cracker scene. Uh huh. I don't remember that one. It's where they're like showing it's it's the like the character beat where they're showing how much in love um, Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler are. Yeah. And it's him like they're not having sex and they're not going to. But like he's got like animal crackers and he's like 
making them like walk up her like stomach toward her boobs or something like that and along Disgusting. her thigh and whatnot it's a weird scene okay and i mean obviously this song pales in comparison to uh aerosmith's you know i don't want to close my eyes i i, I don't want to miss a thing i don't want to miss a thing yep. yeah wait hold on Liv tyler was in the movie and aerosmith did the song that's a Hell little yeah. bit of collusion there isn't it of course i mean okay do you I mean, it's not like nepotism is a th- is like <laughs> frowned upon in Hollywood. It's sure. Not- well, also, Steven Tyler was singing about his daughter having sex, right? I guess. Or- yeah, but I mean, if anyone doesn't care about his daughter having sex... <laughs> it be Steven Tyler. You're fair. That's, yeah. that's fair. And I mean, um, I, I was watching like an Aerosmith documentary one, one time, and he's got another daughter. Oh. Um, And I don't remember her name, but she's just like a roadie for Aerosmith. Oh. And that's, and that's what she wants to do. She's like... Because they had her on, and she looks like Liv Tyler, but not exactly. Okay, interesting. And she's like, yeah, I just like to, you know, go on the road and listen to concerts. It's fucking <laughs> awesome. It's great being, it's great being a rockster's daughter. Like, I don't have to worry about anything. Oh, very weird. So okay. she seems really at peace with herself. <laughs> I so, need to, um, yeah. yeah, this movie was bad for a lot of reasons. Um, I mean, Liv Tyler, it's like, it's like in that, uh, the nineties, early aught, late nineties, early aughts, like disaster movie thing where they put a woman in the movie just to react to how much danger the men are in. Sure. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, okay, um, cool. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, Siskel and Ebert said it uh, best. Uh, Ebert said, This movie is an assault on the eyes, the ears, the brain, common sense, and the human desire to be entertained. <laughs> God damn! Wow! Then, uh, Siskel said, Michael Bay's directorial style resembles a machine gun stuck in a firing position for twenty f- or 2.5 <laughs> hours. Jesus Christ! I so, remember... This, this, this movie is not frowned upon. People like Armageddon. No, no, it, it, it was uh, critically panned, but made, you know, tons of money. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. All right. right this, is like a, this is like the post-Titanic uh, thing where you can, like, kind of shit out of... This is, this, you know, this has made Michael Bay's career, essentially. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, he's been doing this forever. Yeah, basically. Um, but anyway, yeah, this song is about that. Ben just wants to make love, and uh, Liv Tyler does not want to make love. Interesting. And Ben is handling it with all the ham-fisted... Uh, Wow. directorial uh chops of a michael bay okay that's that's interesting i want to tell you that at the stinkers bad movie awards ben affleck and Liv tyler did win for worst on-screen couple uh, i have no information about whether they accepted the award or what the deal was also i hate that there's the stinkers and the razzies did they which came first and why did the other one even start that sucks i hate that um interesting uh also, just FYI, uh, Ev, on the Stinkers Facebook page, or Facebook page, Wikipedia page, the one um, example they give of their trophy is the trophy they gave to Tom Green for Freddy Got Fingered. Oh, fuck you, Stinkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it won worst film, worst sense of direction, worst actor, and most painfully unfunny comedy. <laughs> Damn. Hey, uh, okay, obviously they have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> I am glad I just found out about Stinkers today because I'm going to delete them from my memory. <laughs> sure, absolutely. All right. Um, Freddy Ebo, Got Fingered is a fucking masterpiece. It's a masterpiece, for sure. I think it's about time to rate this song. Now's the time in the show when we rate this song. We rate it on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes this song is wearing, the worse it is. The fewer clothes, the better. So, Ev, if you would, why don't you tell me what this song is to you? I... I'm the sexiest man in Hollywood. Uh-huh. I'm on the cover of Maxim. Is that a magazine? That's more of a magazine for men about uh, well, yeah. objectifying I'm on the cover women. of Maxim. I'm also on the cover of Cooking Light. 
Okay, good. Got it. So both sides. <laughs> but in, in different outfits. Like uh, on Maxim, it's just me oiled up with like my chest exposed, wearing like a Speedo and like muscles rippling. And then on Cooking Light, I'm in like a nice sweater and I look like I'm about to make you a nice uh, uh, omelet. Wow. You're playing both sides of the street there. I love yeah. it. I'm a huge actman. Okay, cool. But uh, I just got signed for this new movie. Let's call it Big Impact. <laughs> it's where the Earth is gonna fall off its orbit and crash into uh, mars is it it's the side story to deep impact it's more wide than it is deep. yeah okay got oh, it. oh another thing i'm sorry i have to go back to my read sure um Ar- you know armageddon came out like three months after deep impact yeah right and, oh uh, yeah what happened was uh, apparently um the guy who the scriptwriter for um deep impact was shopping the script around and had lunch with a Disney executive who just sat there taking notes the whole time and then just wrote a script. Oh my God, that sucks. Wow. Shitty. I also did a lot of research, which I completely forgot to mention about whether it would actually work to blow up an asteroid like they did. Right. It, it would not. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, it, they could, you could, we could do it, but we need a um, atomic bomb about a hundred times more powerful than the most powerful atomic bomb we've ever been able to make okay got it but there are lots of people have thought of a lot of ways to deflect asteroids you can uh shoot another asteroid at it oh that's fun do we have any on earth we could just like kind of load into a cannon Mm, i mean the, the the thing is like there's two there's two main schools of thought one of them is blowing up the asteroid so that it deflects and goes in different directions right and the other one is Earth moves. Earth is moving really fast. Okay. So it's like every seven minutes, Earth moves its own like its own uh, uh, radius. Okay. Diameter in. So if you can deflect it, deflect the asteroid so that it moves, it's just a slight like maybe like 0.2 degrees off where it was actually going. Earth will be out of the way when it goes past because okay. we're moving so fast in space. Got it. So they're like, yeah, we can just go and. Uh, the, one of the ideas was like put a big mass driver on the uh, um, asteroid. So what is this like a huge gun that shoots bits of the asteroid into space? Oh, that's and every fun. time it shoots, it you know has a Moves little bit the... of a deflection. Yeah, sure. So it's a uh, interesting, interesting. It is interesting. I find it interesting, but I I can't Gravity say absolutely traction. anymore. Oh yeah, U.S. The U.S. and Russia signed a uh, asteroid defense pact in 2013. Oh so yeah, if you, that's if you were worried, legitimately interesting. I'm into that. <laughs> So, right, sorry, how many clothes? <laughs> I am the sexiest boy in Hollywood. I'm doing big impact. Um, I got a, it's a story about me. I'm a sewer repairman, uh-huh. but this asteroid's all full of aliens and shit. <laughs> so I got to go up there and everyone's like, oh my God, I cannot wait to see Evan's sweet pecs, his little 12 pack, his, uh, his rippling thighs, his uh, back muscles as he lifts up some stuff. Rippling is such a weird word for that. Yeah, yeah okay, I mean, I'm following. I'm the, I'm the lumpiest guy in Hollywood, which yeah. must mean I'm pretty strong. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so when they get when I get they get there, it's uh, the movie is universally panned because I'm in a space suit the whole time. Uh huh. They put me in an astronaut suit. I look got like it. a little little Michelin man. I'm Can't all see. covered up. I've got my um thing, but the the um, it's like a it's kind of a a, a newfangled spacesuit. So it's it's still kind of chunky. But uh, my face is visible through the um, through the helmet. Sure. And then there's like one scene where uh, the glove gets off and my hand starts to freeze or something. So I got I got a little bit of skin chewing. I got my hand, but it's it's freezing. I don't want to show any skin. Okay, got it. <laughs> but every time I show skin, it gets a little bit of burn. So I don't think this was this is definitely not an infinite level of clothes or flak vests or whatever the hell rating you're going to give it. Sure. But it's not a great <laughs> not a great. Um, for me. I get up in the morning and this song is my alarm and I get up 
and I, I make it my alarm or it is my alarm because it wakes me up because I desperately want to turn it off. <laughs> and so I get up and I start blearily getting dressed in the morning and then I go into the bathroom and I brush my teeth and then when I get out, I'm like, oh yeah, I have to get dressed. So I get dressed and then I think, what do I do after I get dressed? Oh yeah, I brush my teeth. So I go to the bathroom and I brush my teeth and then I get out and I'm like, what do I, oh, I got to get dressed. So I get dressed and then I go into the bathroom and I brush my teeth. It turns out that my life is somewhere in between memento and 51st dates where uh, every day I wake up in the morning and um, my, that song was actually set as my alarm in a moment of, of, of understanding a moment of lucidity in my life where I wanted to remind myself that I have a wife, I have a child, I have a life that I need to live. I need to, I need to make this love I'm in and I need to make it now. It, it needs to happen. But instead it'll be 3 PM, 4 PM and I'll still be brushing my teeth, getting dressed in more clothes um, while my partner weeps downstairs cooking our son breakfast. Um, so this is my, uh, my loop of uh, morning ritual uh, as I, uh, and then by the time it's bedtime, uh, my partner has to put me down, take all my clothes off. I'm exhausted from a day of walking in a circle around my bedroom to the master bathroom. Uh, and, uh, I live in hell. <laughs> I live in constant torment with so layers like, is this, and layers. Is this hell like, so is this like, uh, um, Hieronymus Bosch or are we talking like Hellraiser where eventually you come to, you come to like, like it? Uh, I can't see a future where I would come to enjoy this universe. I cannot. <laughs> where, where would I? I guess well, you'll, I'm, be a, you'll be you'll be a fundamentally different person than you are now once it, it reshapes you. Yeah, for um, for sure. My brain is Swiss cheese in this universe. I will be I will be no one. I will be a shell of my former self who only knows two things, which is make clothes, brush teeth. Also, my teeth are like nubs. I've ground <laughs> them down with the bristles of this infinite toothbrush that continually replenishes. And your teeth, teeth don't regrow. No, well, I think they get down to a point where they're painful, and then they kind of just stay there. Um, so they'll never grow back, but they'll never dissipate entirely, because I have to have something to brush. Satan has decided. We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, Evan. Hey, what do you think... What do you think, like, Xennials are going to be nostalgic for? Boy, oh boy. You know, that's a great question. And I feel like that moment really solidified for me when I walked into a theater and saw that there was a Dora and the City of the Lost Gold movie. Because <laughs> for a period, obviously like seven years, everything, there were movies based on the things I loved when I was a child and I was fucking into it. Oh my God. But that time has passed. I'm no longer the prime demographic. I'm no longer the market space. So if Dora is for the generation after us, so you're saying the generation, like our children's generation, what are they going to be? I think Xennials are the generation after us, right? Yeah, like Gen Z. Generation Z. The Zoomers. Yeah. So, Zoomers. Oh, okay, so you're talking, okay. Because yeah. I think that Dora movie's probably for them. I don't know, what are they into? I think there's going to be like, because you can slap the movie onto anything. We've had a Battleship movie. We've had, uh, you know. So there's definitely going to be TikTok the movie. Fortnite the movie. Fort Fortnite Night is almost definitely going to have a movie long after its its heyday has passed. Minecraft. Minecraft, yeah. I was thinking 100% about that. 100% will have a movie. Um, I don't know. What, what else will they be nostalgic for? Do you think they'll for? do like a... 
I mean, I guess you don't really. That's not really like remakes of games because there's like remakes of movies, right? You, oh, yeah. somebody gonna, you like, do remakes do, like, of games. Like, hey, we remade Mario One. But, I mean, with, like different with like a little bit. Everything's a little bit different. That Super Mario All Stars for the Super Nintendo has a remake of Mario's One, Two, and Three. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Uh, they do that for other games. Like. They reboot the series. Maybe it's not a full mm. remake, but they're like, this is DMC. It's not Devil May Cry, but we're rebooting the series. Pretend like this is the first one now. This is a dark, gritty Mario. Exactly. Brother, they did it with uh, Tomb Raider. I guess Tomb Raider was always kind of dark and gritty, but this new one has a lot of blood, a lot of gore. Um, I think they will be nostalgic for air that they can breathe. That's mm. going to be what I'm aiming for here. They'll be nostalgic for the polar ice caps. Uh, polar bears in general... Um, a lot of different species. Polar Express. The Polar Pol Express. Polar Pops. Uh, voting at the polls because we're all going to vote opposites. on our phones from now on. Uh, polar Opposites. Um, polar Pop at Circle K in those cold, cold styrofoam cups that contributed to the downfall of the polar ice caps. Uh, what else? Is, is that it? I think the North that's about it. Just pole, the mostly South pole, pole. polling stuff. Pole dancing. Polish people. They're going to be entirely decimated by... Oh, God, I hope not. 2050. I know, well, it's... Some of them need to be. Oh, uh, my God! Well, Poland Poland has a pretty strong, like, fascist... Oh, does it? ...party, yeah, oh, okay, at this point. Okay. Gotcha. It's, like, to the point where most... most They had, like, that, that... Where, like, every Polish woman just walked off her job. Holy shit! Wow, I, d I didn't hear protest. about this at all. Yeah, in protest just, of fascism? Uh, not fascism. They were, they were doing what... Um, our good old conservatives do and like restricting women's rights. Oh, I see. Okay. Except they were a little bit farther along and had a lot more like clout in the government. Wow. Okay. Interesting. So you're saying that, well, I mean, some people of every race deserve to die. Isn't that right? <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. just saying fascist, like, like Nazis specifically. I understand. No matter what race you are. I just really, I wanted to bait you. And you know what? Poland clip. should know better. <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah, 100% they should. That seems like a real mi history misstep, a his step, as I call it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, certainly. What was your fucking question? Sometimes it seems like the only country that learned a lesson from World War II is Germany. Uh, you don't think Japan did? They don't even have a military anymore, right? <sighs> Not. They will soon. Wait, why is their their leader because is also they've they've gone hard right again and oh, right. Uh, you know okay. they're talking well they have a national defense force and they're talking about you know they're always talking about making it I mean they still have like uh, like Yasukuni Shrine right where they're you know worshiping the souls of departed war criminals oh okay and I, I didn't it's a it's a far right and the, the um, Japanese prime minister still goes to it like really it. yeah yeah it's a it's a big thing for them not to because it's like. You you got to support our troops, even the ones that committed like genocide <laughs> against the Chinese. Oh my God! God, it's a. I mean, the Japanese army were in a lot of ways worse than the Nazis. Jesus, um, and we don't really we don't really engage with it. I mean, because they were doing all the same things the Nazis were to right. the Chinese. Like right. they were, you know, c conducting experiments on them. They were putting them in concentration camps. They were like literally decimating cities, like the rape of Nanking. Like it was all this horrible stuff. But you know, because they're not white people, we don't care about it as much. Yeah. Okay. Good lord. And believe me, 
I love Japan with all my heart. Like, I spent multiple decades of my life studying this place, but, you know, like, it's got some really problematic shit that it does not engage with. Yeah, wow, all right. I, uh, I, I had no idea that that was the case. I guess they do, even in the media that I consume, not that they fetishize World War II, but I think they do do a lot of dabbling into sort of alternate history, you know. Well, Yasukuni Shrine, their, their stated uh, thing was that America convinced Japan to go to war with it. Oh my god. Wow. There is a there is a like a there is a school of thought that I could kind of I could kind of understand that because you know the western powers were constantly like shitting on Japan the whole time. Sure. Um and I mean does that does that uh does that mean they they should get to surprise attack us and bomb Pearl Harbor? Like I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Like, you know, oh boy. it is what it is. And, and racism plays a big part. Like, we were all fucking racist back then, like oh, we sure. are now. Sure, so. sure, sure. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a whole mess of things. I don't even remember what I was talking about to begin with. Japan, am I right? I think yeah. that you were saying Japan in order to segue straight into talking about Kingdom Hearts. And, of course, Interstitial. Didn't you just do Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> a Kingdom Hearts inspired crossover actual play podcast playing Interstitial, Our Hearts Intertwined. I think you're thinking about Got It Memorized, which is a Kingdom Hearts Let's Play. Oh, okay. podcast this is a kingdom hearts based actual play uh, ttrpg system now evbo this program ended august 9th 2019 but you can binge the whole thing right now um and you can actually hear the bonus episode that launched on uh, december 25th 2019 which was live at extra life 2019 um and the whole cast was there playing interstitial one more time so much fun uh and you can watch a video version of it as well and everybody should listen to it. I've heard it's delightful and worth your time. <laughs> Another quality commercial for the Orange Rose Podcasting Network. This is what this is why they give us uh, airtime. I can't believe they let us do this. Earning the big bucks. Thank you, Tog. Much appreciated. <laughs> Podcasting sucks. <laughs> Danny California. California. <laughs>we're back with more it's all been done a bare naked ladies podcast now's the time in the show when we spin this big wheel and figure out what the heck we're gonna do this time go home describe where the narrator lives okay his girlfriend's apartment uh yeah oh so you think he doesn't have a house he doesn't have he lives with his girlfriend in her apartment so he doesn't even have like uh his name isn't on the lease yeah i'm imagining this guy's like a yoga instructor. Oh boy. Slash bartender. Not that either of those are negative like negative like professions. You, like you can you can make you can make a living as a bartender, you can make a living as a yoga instructor. But this is the the kind of yoga instructor slash bartender I'm thinking of is the kind of guy who just sure. like Sure. You're stays painting at home a mental place call of call of duty all day yes. and then goes to the bar for like two hours sure yeah i'm seeing a lot of kombucha mm-hmm. uh i'm seeing a lot of uh maybe incense burned around the house i don't know am i going too hippie here i think you're going a little too i mean he might burn incense a little bit but i think that he he that he teaches yoga to keep like kind of physical body and also to meet chicks yeah that checks out do you think this guy cheats on his girlfriend I think I mean, almost he wants, certainly he does want sex a lot. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't think they have the type of relationship where he can just you know feel free to do what he wants to do. Yeah, I feel like he's 
she i feel like she waits on him hand and foot like oh. i feel like she does most of the stuff and by the end of the day she's so tired and that's why she doesn't mm-hmm. want to have sex and he from just... her job at the newspaper oh she's no. a hard-hitting reporter oh. who worked her pulled her way up her booth bootstrapped herself up and she's a uh, aiming for the editor chair right right at the death of paper media <laughs> jesus christ this woman's life sucks ass yeah no okay and meanwhile he yeah while she's gone to the paper all day he's bringing yoga chicks home to uh have sex on their queen-sized mattress uh fuck that sucks she sees this is a fucking uh where she sees the evidence and chooses to ignore it what song was that oh Uh, telephone one yeah hook hook and line hook line and sinker (laughs) i don't remember on the hook off the hook on the hook off Off the the hook Woo, we got there. We are Brandon Good Ladies fans. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think that this might be the same couple. If we're doing same thing, this mm-hmm. is the couple from Off, uh, off the Hook as well. Um, or maybe this is the one where the narrator moves away and they have the baby and she leaves and then she joins a cult. and What the fuck? Baby Seat. Oh, Baby, baby seat. seat. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot she joined a cult in our version of Baby Seat. <laughs> Listeners, Maroon was an album worth listening to. If you're curious, you should check out that out, that season of uh, It's All Been Done. Um, back when we used to have guests. Oh, how I missed them. Um, okay. I know. Uh, but uh, yeah, okay. I think you're right. I, I definitely see the the trend here. Uh, in crashing in his girlfriend's apartment um, and kind of making it his own. Wow. How sad. We've really painted a sad yeah, picture. I just of this feel like song. this guy doesn't contribute much to the relationship. No, I mean very little. He's probably he's probably okay looking. Um, oh, he's hot for he's sure. Probably, he he's can... probably well. He's he's hot, but he's also like forties hot, right? He's like a, he's like his mid thirties. Like, because I imagine this is like this is the kind of guy who gets into a serial monogamy relationship and like just like kind of lives with the girl. Right. Right. Yeah. And he isn't like full on gaslighting because he knows better than that. Sure. Like he's he's just kind of just he's just shitty enough. Yeah. That you're not going to drop him. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Just a hanger on. Yeah, the inertia is just conquering whatever mm-hmm. shittiness he has. Yeah, and the thing Ugh, is like I don't think real. I don't think it's as like I don't think his well he's doing bad things, but I don't think it's like maliciousness on his part. Like he isn't like oh, I'm fucking this girl over sort of thing. Like right. he genuinely thinks he's you know just like doing his thing yeah right? this is what people do He's like this is this is what this is who i am yeah you know everything we could end tomorrow this could end tomorrow sure a, a meteor could strike the planet tomorrow i need to fuck everybody i need to live my most hedonistic life right now well, the thing is i don't think he he's like looking for hedonism he's just weak right so he's like he's teaching yoga he gives a private lesson it gets a little too intense they start making out and then i mean the girl the apartment's right above the studio okay so they just go straight up there and then afterwards he's like oh fuck i did it again because his girlfriend was one of his yoga women initially absolutely that's why yeah okay oh boy or jesus maybe she maybe she funded the uh studio oh fuck it's his dream oh it's called like uh some newspaper like the the printed press yoga studio or gutenberg's (laughs) (laughs) they're in japan sure okay well that changes a lot of now he can't have the big like scraggly or not scraggly but like well-maintained beard that i imagine him having oh i imagine him being clean shaven oh see he's got he's the kind of guy who does like mustache wax and uh uh, oh, I don't okay. know. I think I am going a little like too those, hipster. Like, like one of those like 1930s guys with like the circular bar, the big circular barbells. Exa- he always <laughs> wears a onesie during yoga classes, <laughs> just like a, a big bathing suit for certain. Um, yeah. Well, I think we nailed him. I think we nailed him, F. Got him. Got you dead to rights, you piece of shit. We see you. We know what you're doing. <laughs> Should we call him out by name? 
What's this we guy's name? Him, um, I feel like he's got a nickname, like Badger or something. Oh, the Badge. Yeah, from college. And you'd have to, it's a long story, but it's so funny. But I can't tell it to you right now because it involves like disgusting sex that he had. Um, mm. Yeah, so this is the Badge. His name is Richard Mondegreen. <laughs> Richard Mondegreen. Richard P. Mondegreen. <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> Ev, now it's time to take an email from our friends, our fans, our conniving little crafts table. Our conniving little craft singles. This is an email from our friend. Can we say craft singles on here? Can Can we say that? Or is that like branded content that we have to like pay for? We're not saying that people should or shouldn't eat craft singles. I mean, personally, they're not paying us, but fuck, you guys, craft singles are so good. <laughs> You're going to love them. <laughs> Try them out today. Um, you ever made a, a grilled cheese sandwich with mayo instead of butter on the outside? Oh, hell yeah. That's the way oh, to yeah. do it. It, um, it, uh, it doesn't burn as quickly, yeah. so it's actually, it's actually better. It feels creamier somehow, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I make a mad grilled cheese, man. Oh, man. You got to make me a grilled you cheese some, sometime. You mix some garlic powder in with that mayo, Ooh-wee. a little salt and garlic powder, then that you get that, you good. get a little... You uh, you get uh, let's see. What are you using? Texas toast. Pope? I use a, I use it. No, I use a regular. I use a uh, um, Italiano bread. Okay, a little crusty. It's like a spe- Schwabel's Italiano oh, or something okay. like that. Because <laughs> you can't use good bread to make a. I mean, you could, sure. but I feel like it's it's wasted, and you get the same result. Sure, but, sure. Um, you get uh, some cheddar. You get some provolone. Layer it on, buddy. Then you take the cream cheese, maybe a tablespoon of cream cheese. Mix okay. it with some parm. Mix that shit up. Spread it on the other slice like butter. Put that shit together. Poof. You Damn. Got a, you got a good old... You got a good one. This is bizarre, but our question this week was from Macaulay, and it's, what's your best grilled cheese recipe? This is so weird. Are you serious? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> okay. Because we told them to ask us questions about not bare naked ladies. I'm so tired of answering <laughs> bare naked ladies questions. <laughs> Too bad, sucker. We have a whole stack of bare naked ladies questions still to answer. All right. Uh, again, this is from our, our friend Macaulay. Who, uh, Hi, Macaulay. Yeah, we appreciate you, Macaulay. Thank you for writing in. Uh, it's called Thanksgiving Question. Yay, Trump has COVID. Something to be thankful for. As you can tell, this question came in a little while ago. <laughs> I've just been sitting on it. Anyway... The band known as Bare Naked Ladies are having a traditional Canadian Thanksgiving. What dishes do each of them bring, and what's the innocuous comment that makes the whole night go pear-shaped? Ooh, boy. This is Have a f- we had this question before? Now, we've had all the Bare Naked Ladies are having dinner. What do they bring? Because we <laughs> talked about them like uh, Ed caters it. Steve brings a pack of gum from his car. Um mm-hmm. Okay. But this is specifically Canadian Thanksgiving. Now, do you think that Canadian Thanksgiving has different foods than American Thanksgiving? Yeah. Really? How so? I mean, like, well, Canadian bacon's different than American bacon. <laughs> so what's what's Canadian turkey? Uh, Canadian turkey is... Uh, a fine, fucking, fat loon. Yeah, it's a loon. Almost certainly a loon. Uh, let me tell you... Uh, Canadians gather Saturday, Sundays. Okay, food traditionally served at Thanksgiving in Canada includes roast turkey, stuffing, mashed potato with gravy, sweet potatoes, <laughs> cranberry sauce, sweet corn, various autumn vegetables, and pumpkin pie. So it's exactly the fucking same, but I like it better. Uh-oh, never mind. Other dishes may be served, including salmon, wild game, jigs dinner with split pea pudding, <laughs> butter tarts, oh. and Nanaimo bars. I need to find out more about jigs. Well, let me tell you about jigs. It's also called... 
boiled dinner. <laughs> just throw a bunch of shit in some water and we'll figure it out. That's like sous vide. Uh, yeah, kind of. The meal must typically consist of salt beef boiled together with potatoes, carrots, cabbage, turnip, uh, or turnip greens. Uh, peace pudding and figgy duff are cooked in pudding bags immersed in the rich broth that the meat and vegetables create. It was so normal, and then we hit a point where it just went off the Canadian cliff. And now I feel we- like that's yeah, they're, that's their like British slash French uh, stuff where they're bringing they're bringing. I think I feel like they're I don't know Americans. Our food broke a lot with the well, no, because we still do meat and potatoes shit. Yeah. Like, Never mind. No, I, I get you. Like I feel the Ar- you. The Arcadian influence, like the Arcadian French. I yeah. Don't know. I just feel like boiling food. When, if you say I'm boiling my dinner, that's <laughs> that just screams merry old England. To yes, one hundred percent it does. Um, and just FYI, a Nanino bar is a no bake dessert, um, and it's a wafer, nuts, and coconut crumb. Oh, with custard icing in the middle and a layer of chocolate hmm. ganache on top. Oh, that sounds great. Okay. So, uh, I think that we should have to choose things that we don't eat in American uh, Thanksgiving, right? Mm-hmm. So, here's what everybody brings. Um, I think that I'm going to start with uh, Kev. I want to start with Kev. Start with Kev, my buddy. He brings a uh, sugar sculpture. <laughs> okay. What is it a sculpture of? I imagine it's a sculpture. It's one of those big sweeping sculptures, and it's got like it's like butterflies in a garden. Okay, very good. Did he Beautiful, make it artful sugar work? He... No, I don't think I don't think Keb's a sugar artist, but he's he's got an appreciation for fine sugar work. Okay, all right. So he's, Keb brings the centerpiece. Oh boy, that's that's a. He's like you can you can eat it if you want, but I wouldn't. <laughs> that's a big swing. If somebody invites you to Thanksgiving dinner and you bring the centerpiece, <laughs> that's huge. All right. Um, I think that Jim is going to bring Bubble and Squeak. Uh, mm. I think almost certainly, which is of I course like a good Bubble and Squeak. D- have you had Bubble and Squeak? Oh hell yeah, it's great. Oh yeah, cooked potatoes and cabbage mixed together and fried. It sounds fucking great. Yeah, you usually get it with like uh, bangers. Yeah, that's the, the typical English breakfast food. Fucking love a good banger. Oh, my uh, my partner every like two years gets me like ten pounds of bangers, which I slowly eat over two years. I thought bangers were just another word for sausage. They are a sausage, but they're like they're midway between a sausage and a hot dog. Oh, they're like uh, they're really good. And you know what? Maybe I'll make you some someday. I but I ho- you, I hoard my bangers. Do you have any left from the last time he bought you I, ten pounds? I am almost out, but Christmas is uh, it's December first, <laughs> right so I might corner. get some bangers okay. this year. Exciting, exciting. Uh, okay, so Bubble and Squeak, uh, obviously, uh, and we're not talking about Bubble and Squeak, the EP by Tom Jenkinson, better known as Square Pusher. Uh, okay, so uh, Europe, who are you gonna do? Tyler brings. Let's see, non. Let's, we're just doing British. Tyler brings <laughs> blood pudding. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, what is blood pudding? Is that actual blood? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a blood mixed with like oats and wheat germ and things like that. And it's usually made into like a sausage shape. Okay. It's kind of like cut, but you can just have it. Like it's not bad. Okay. Um, so it's like white and white and brown or white and black pudding i think white and black pudding i see and there's two different types one of them has blood in it one of them doesn't and who brought and that both... tyler. tyler tyler brings tyler brings like i imagine tyler showing up with uh i know that um kev brought bangers or no who brought bangers and uh bubble and squeak 
Uh, Jim. 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 So Jim brings Bubble and Squeak and Bangers, and then Tyler just shows up with, like, a rope of sausages <laughs> just like just like hanging from him and they're like what are those he's like blood pudding boys <laughs> can i can i pitch in on ty because i also yeah. i feel like he brings like a, a huge ziploc bag full of peace pudding uh which is uh, ostensibly just split yellow peas water salt and spices um but actually he's like hey boys i brought the peace pudding um but it's truly he just shit into a bag and as soon as ed opens it up to put it into a serving dish he just like and ty is like gotcha you stupid shit (laughs) (laughs) he's been shitting into that bag for weeks to fill up a gallon ziploc bag who invited ty again (laughs) and he goes i'm part of this fucking band (laughs) you shitheads um so what does that This leave? is why I do things like this to you. <laughs> this leaves us with Ed. Oh my god, is Tyler gaslighting everybody in the band? Oh boy. It... You'd be nothing without me. I'm the Ringo to your Oh my god. Beatles. Did they need Bingo though? Or Ringo? Bing- <laughs> good old Bingo. Oh, good old Bingo. Um I mean he wasn't a songwriter, but I think he was definitely found like foundational in the Beatles sound. I mean he did he didn't sing, but you know. Yeah, okay. He's saying octopus, like octopus's garden. Any octopus's garden. God, I wonder if on Beatles podcast they start like getting really depressed when octopus's garden and shit starts coming about. I liked octopus's garden. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair, buddy. I I kind of did, I guess, but I've never analyzed it for you know listening well, I mean, to it fifteen times in a row. Beatles have a lot of hits, but like they have a lot of fucking garbage too. Yeah. I, how can you not with a with a library that extensive? So true yeah. facts. I mean, they used to write a song every day. Oh, interesting. Uh, the Beatles day a song challenge, song a day challenge. Um, I think that Ed is going to uh bring a wild pheasant. Um, mm. it's still alive, and he puts it on the table, and he, he goes. I dare you. Yeah. He puts the knife in Kev's hand and he says, Kev, it's time to become a man. You have to man up. <laughs> he puts the knife in Kev's hand and it's like when you hand something heavy to a kid, like they kind of drop it. Yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. And then Kev goes, ow. And he says, Steve is gone now. You need to man up. You need to be enough lady for him and yourself. Steve used to do this every year. Yes, we used to do it in private. But now Part we're doing the bird. Yes, we're doing it right now. Kev's like, I... I, I know you all talked about it, but I didn't know it was going to be a live bird. <laughs> and Jim and Ty have seen this before. It's It was their initiation ritual well, as Jim well. Well, Jim and Ty are already taking off their clothes. Oh, sure, sure. And spreading the salt on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Like, they don't want to get fucking pheasant blood all over their shit, right? <laughs> so That's let- where the Baron- BNL, BNL nudity has a, uh important component of uh, viability. You have to You have to be able to... You know, you don't want to ruin your clothes. Sure. It's not just the name of the band. It's also because they get messy, boys. <laughs> um, all right. So Macaulay's final question is, uh, what's the innocuous comment that makes the whole night go pear-shaped? So they're all I thought, naked. I think we already did slaughtering it. Like Steve, a pheasant. Used, Steve used to do this. Oh, you think they, Kev uh, takes offense at that? Well, I think that Kev can't do it, right? Oh, shit. Okay. So the innocuous. Like he, can't, he can't muster enough arm strength to push a blade through a pheasant skin. Oh, no. Oh. So he tries for hours. He gets it through a little, and the pheasant is now like bleeding and yelping. And oh, this is horrifying. Well, I, don't I don't like this. I, I don't like it. Okay. All right. All right. So Kev can't Live do it. Live action at all. cutting a bird up. Okay. Uh-huh. Fair enough. Kev can't do it at all. So he tries and tries, and he drops the knife in sadness. And uh, Ed calls him weak and slaps him across the face. And he spins around, does a 360 in the air, and falls to the ground. Uh, then what happens? I mean, is, does Thanksgiving still go on as planned? 
Hmm. It kind of has to because their families are coming. Sure. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, lot. So, yeah, so it's just um, they, they sit down to their bubble and squeak and their blood sausage and whatnot. And then uh, little Lyle's like, Papa, where's the pheasant? You always have roasted pheasant. The and then pheasant. they all just kind of fucking look at uh, Kev. Oh, God. And he just shrinks into himself. Oh, man. What a sad, sad Thanksgiving. Uh, Macaulay, you bummed us out, but that's okay. Thank you for the question. I appreciate it. And we've just passed American Thanksgiving, Ev. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, probably not. <laughs> Quiet, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel like ours. We were going to have uh, uh, the parents in after taking a test, but I don't even know if we can do that anymore. Uh, boise hoisy. All right. We'll probably go to my um, in-laws because they give us child care because we, my, both my partner and I have to work. Right. Because we're essential, so um, great, great. I mean, there. So it's you know, might as well get some benefit out of it, right? We can at least <laughs> sure. go over for Thanksgiving. So it's just going to be us, I think, and them. What fun! Ev, mm. that's it. We did it. An episode down the old shoebox, as I say. Put another note shoe inside my shoebox. Yes, indeed. Um. What uh? What the fuck are we doing here? We have one more song on this album. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like here? we're almost. Thank you for. Thank you. I'm glad you finally. <laughs> we're almost done with all in good time, dude. That's okay. Good. good wild. Good, good. So how many more? There's like three, three, four more after this. Three after this, and I'm sure they'll come out with their fourth before we finish. So we have like four more albums. Like maybe I don't know, less than sixty songs, almost certainly. Uh, we're all. We have a year left, probably. We can do this, Ev. We can do this. Deep hey, breaths. We might even be out of quarantine by the end of this Holy podcast. Holy shit. Nice. Wouldn't that be can amazing? You think about that? I can think about it. I can't imagine what it'll look like, what my world will look like. Um, Ebbo, uh, what do you have to plug this week? Hmm. Analog. As opposed to digital? Yep. Okay, cool. Taking it, you're taking it back to analog. Taking it back. Sure, absolutely. I, know, I like things you have to. We don't get enough things you have to wind up anymore. Oh man! Remember back in the day when everything had to be wound back oh. in like uh, Elizabethan times when you and I were growing up. Kids today don't know how fucking good they have it <laughs> to wind up. <laughs> to not have to wind up, I miss it. I think you it take made out me a your, better person. You take out your flip phone, do the hand, the little teeny hand crank, and it was this fucking cheap ass plastic, so it would just break off in your hand. Sure. God. Yeah. Oh man, I had to wind up my cup before I could take a drink. Yeah, uh, I mean, your your laptop was like the size of a like a, a model encyclopedia. T. Like what? <laughs> a model T. A, I was gonna say a bundle of teeth. I thought you said a bundle of teeth. A bundle of teeth. <laughs> Absolutely, a bundle of teeth. I'm, you gotta you gotta have that, that pull start on your uh, two stroke motor for your laptop. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why the Bernicke ladies wrote the song Winded Up, I believe. They were, uh, you know, nostalgic for a time of, of peace in their lives when they were just kids. Um, yeah, I mean, but we, I feel like I've lost a lot of upper body strength now that I don't have to literally wind and like pull start everything in my life. You used to be a disgustingly muscled man. You used yeah, to have... Yeah, my arms were like gross, like you, a blacksmith. Your abs... Not the blacksmith's gross, Your abs went up to your neck and down your arms, I remember, yes. which I thought was very... Yes. I was super lumpy. Yeah, you were lumpy as fuck. Um, I'm going to plug uh, doing the end of the episode in the right order. 
You can find us on Twitter at Been Done Pod. You can find us on Facebook. It's all been done at Better Ladies Podcast. You can leave us a review on iTunes. Five stars, please. And uh, you can donate to the Orange Grove's Patreon, which helps us stay in business. Keep those lights on. Um, Ev, it's the end. I thank you for having done such a service to this podcast and to the universe. It's okay. I do it for my country. Good. <laughs> Did you celebrate Veterans Day by listening to a bunch of old episodes of this podcast? Yes, yes, yes. And while looking at pictures of my dad, the veteran. <laughs> cool. Ev, I'm I don't know if he'd be I don't know if he'd be proud of me. Oh no, he had BNL albums. Did he? Oh really? My yeah, dad. Yeah, he he had a lot of he he was really into music, so he had tons of CDs. My dad was into music, but only I hated all of his music. And still the doors, Jimi Hendrix, uh fucking mm. Public Enemy was okay. He listened to a lot of Public Enemy. Um, I don't know. That's it. I like a private enemy. I like private friend. <laughs> Public enemy's arch nemesis. <laughs> uh, I'm Saker. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again in one.